You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is Frank Tabner. From Biker Skin Family Cruelty. And also Mr. Scott Click. From TK Acres, Pampers Pets. And the show is produced by executive producer, Mr. Bob Page. Hola, senor. Que paso? Hi, Bobby. How is everyone? Good. Great. Good. Doing good. And also the show is produced by Mr. Matt. So when you call in, you'll speak with Matt, and he'll put you on the air with us at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, and we want to talk with you. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. Her name is Eve Adamson. She is the author of Animal Planet Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. So if you have any questions about grooming your dogs, pick up the phone and give us a call. And by the way, we're going to be giving away a couple of books as well, so stay tuned for that. And then joining us in approximately 40 minutes will be none other from New York City. We're going to be speaking with Steve Gruber. He is Director of Communications at the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals. And we're going to talk about the hurricane, Hurricane Irene, headed towards New York City. But once again, I'm John Patch. Frank Tavener. Scott Click. And this is Talking Pets. Eve Adamson is award-winning pet writer and New York Times best-selling author who has written or co-written more than 50 books. She is a contributing editor to Dog Fancy Magazine, writes the Good Grooming column for AKC Family Dog Magazine, and is a member of the Dog Writers Association of America. In 2005, she won the Hearts Doggy Glamour Award for the best article about grooming, and in 2008, she was nominated for the Cardinal Crystal Grooming Journalist of the Year Award. Eve lives in Iowa City with her family, including two teenagers and two dogs. The dogs tend to be better groomed than the teenagers. Go figure. To find out more about Eve, hmm, visit her at www.eveadamson.com. We want to welcome onto the program right now the author of Animal Planet Complete Guide to Dog Grooming, Eve Adamson. Hey, Eve, how you doing? I'm great. Very happy to be here. It's nice to have you on the air with us. I want to introduce you right off the bat to Frank Tabner and Scott Click. Hi, Frank and Scott. Hi. Hi. Now, we want to talk grooming for the next uh, half hour or so. And, by the way, we're going to give away a couple of the books, Animal Planet Complete Guide 
to dog grooming. It's put out by TFH Publications. Love those guys there. And um, basically, uh, Eve, for the, right off the bat for the book, if somebody wants to purchase it, can they find it in bookstores and online? Absolutely. It should be widely available just about everywhere. Animal Planet um, books are pretty widely distributed. I've seen it in pet stores and bookstores and definitely on um, your basic Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, things like that. And uh, basically with the book, too, we're going to be giving away three books during the show. So if you have a grooming question or we might just say, hey, be number two call, uh, so stay tuned for that. But if you do have a question, you might get a book to go with it. So the number is 866-606-TALK, and that's 866-606-8255. You know, i got to ask you, Eve, yeah. out of all, there's like, what, 140 different breeds, I think, in this book? Yes. And out of all those breeds, what do you think, in your opinion, is the toughest dog to groom? And I mean, based on hair, not on personality or characteristics. <laughs> yeah, personality can make a difference, that's for sure. Um, Hair-wise... That's there are a lot of there are a lot of tough ones. The curly coated breeds like the poodle mm-hmm. are the classic dogs you think of that are the most difficult to groom. Um, but that's really if you're if you've got a show dog and you're doing those fancy show cuts with all the pom poms and all the special places and and that they look much different than your pet poodles. My book is really geared towards people who groom their dogs at home and not not the things that require a lot of professional grooming, although I talk about that too because you can learn to do a lot of that yourself. But I, I would say, gosh, a lot of it depends on what the dog does. You know, you get some of those hunting dogs that are out running through the woods and getting burrs and mud in their coats and jumping in the water, and they look like easy dogs to groom, but that can be really a big chore. But if you're just talking breed alone, I would say probably the long-coated breeds that you decide to keep long are um, and, and that you decide not to trim down, those are going to be your most challenging. And because of its sheer size, I would say the Afghan Hound probably wins that prize. Because if you're going through the long coat of a Yorkie, Compared to going through that long coat of an Afghan hand with a fine-tooth comb, um, you know, that can take hours a week. You know, it's funny because I'm looking in your book, and on page 23, you, you list the long-coated breeds. And I see on here the uh, Chinese crested. Yeah. I never would have, like, in my head, I never would have thought long-coated because most of the time you see them, they're bald. Well... There are two kinds of Chinese crested dogs. There is the hairless type, which does have long hair on its ears and tail. Um, and then there is the powder puff variety, which is covered in long hair all over the dog. It's not, it's not the naked kind. So uh, those, those take quite a lot of combing. Now, also, too, can you explain to people, because, you know, you always hear that with different breeds of dogs or with breeds in general, there's like an undercoat and then the the, the overcoat or whatever. The, yes. You know, what is the difference with that? What is that all about? Well, some dogs are single-coated breeds, and some dogs are double-coated breeds. The single-coated breeds have hair more like we do. You know, it, it, it's just one kind of hair and it grows a lot like human hair. And then the double-coated breeds, and quite a lot of breeds are double-coated, and especially the popular ones like, you know, Labrador Retrievers, for example. They have um, a sort of a downy undercoat, and then they have a coarser, 
uh, outer coat so that you the, the coat that you see is their outer coat but if you lift it up and look at the skin you can kind of see the downy undercoat and those dogs a lot of them about twice a year will do what we call blow coat where the undercoat is basically shed and you'll get these big tufts of hair floating through the air in your house unless you really brush them and comb them with a slicker brush every day to pull that shedding undercoat out and so, then it then it um then it grows back in but the outer coat will just shed a little bit all the time and and look pretty much the same that's what you see so it's funny if i look around the room here i mean i guess uh, frank and i are the single coated and um bobby our executive producer is the double coated <laughs> And Scott, I don't know what the heck you are. Does he blow coat twice you're, you're, you're the hairless coat. <laughs> well, and the purpose of the double coat is for the breeds that did a lot of um, hardcore outdoor work in the weather because it's like an insulating, it's like a fleece jacket. So where Bobby's you've hardcore. Got the, pardon? So my producer's hardcore. Apparently so. <laughs> he must need that. He's, he's adapted to his environment. I love this book though because it's got everything in it, you know, about about grooming. So uh, there's definitely a lot to find out in here. So. Well, I think a lot of people at home don't realize how important grooming is, and they kind of ignore it. And some people take their dogs to the groomer every four to six weeks, and and the groomer takes care of it. But for a lot of the more popular breeds, um, you know, like your Labrador Retrievers or your, or even some of the breeds you do take to the groomer for a haircut, there are there's so many things that you can be doing at home with your dog that have so many benefits. People do not realize how important good grooming is for the health of the dog and how important the ritual of grooming can be for bonding with your pet and making your relationship closer. So it's really, really important, and I wish more people would spend time doing that. And then every breed has its unique unique problems. Some need their facial wrinkles cleaned out. Some need their their eyes clean so they don't get tear stains under their eyes. You know, some need their ear hair plucked out or trimmed. Um, there's so many different things to consider. Well, so. Eve, don't go away. We're going to come right back with Eve Adamson. We're talking about the book Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming, Skills, Techniques, and Instructions for the Home Groomer by TFH Publications. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. Number two call, the second call that comes in right now to Matt, our producer, at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255 is automatically going to get a copy of the book. Not number one, but number two. The second call to come in, the complete guide to dog grooming from Eve Adamson is yours. Once again, I'm John Patch. Frank Tappener. Scott Click. We'll be right back for more of Talking Pets. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. With healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10. L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you 
like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi everybody, I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery. Or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. This could be fun now. Please don't run, but I've never really done this before. Now I started to shake. This might be a mistake. I thought as I sat in the chair. But before I could speak, I heard a little creak and I saw a big chunk of my hair. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Frank Tappener. Scott Click. You know, I remember one time I went to a salon or whatever to get my hair lightened a little bit, you know, the streaks or whatever, mm-hmm. and it turned out orange. I looked like Bozo the Clown. <laughs> and they, they weren't doing anything to rectify it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, we're speaking with Eve Adamson. We're talking about grooming, actually, for your dog. This is Animal Planet Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. Um, skills, techniques, and instructions for your home groomer. We've got a book going out to Jack in Sholo, Arizona. And Jack has a question for you, Eve, about bathing his dog. Hey, Jack, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hi, Jack. Uh, I have two dogs that uh, I rescued are oh. dogs uh, from pounds, and they're mixed breeds. They do not like water, and they don't like to be bathed. And do you have any hints upon that? What do you think, Eve? I have a dog like that, too. My dog hates to be bathed. Uh, well, there are two things. Well, there are a couple things you can do. Uh, number one, depending on what kind of dog they are and, and what they do, you may not need to bathe them all that often. Um, some dogs stay pretty clean. They have the kind of fur where once the, the dirt dries, it just kind of falls off. And if you brush them, um, at least a couple of times a week really well, that gets the coat oils distributed over the coat, and it'll stay pretty clean. Uh, however, if they do get really dirty or they're kind of stinky, some dogs just naturally have more odor than others or just really get dirty, um, there are some dry shampoos that you can use where you actually just put this foam on your hands and then you pet the dog and put the foam on them and then it dries and you brush it out and then you never actually have to get them wet at all. They're not quite as thorough as a regular bath, but they definitely are better than nothing. They do get dirt out of the coat. Um, Finally, the other thing is that you can take a... um, uh, depending on depending on your dog's personality, you can try different places. If they really don't like the bathtub, you can try a kiddie pool out in the yard. Um, and then sometimes you just have to make them do it, like uh, you have to make your children eat their vegetables sometimes. And in that case, you just want to make it as pleasant and brief as possible. And it's very important to stay very positive. Don't act stressed out. 
Don't get angry. Put their collar and leash on so you have a good grip. Get someone to help you to hold them. Um, maybe just put a tiny bit of water in the bathtub, enough to kind of um, mop up with the brush. Uh, take a cup and just pour some water over their coat and talk with, you know, pet them and be very calming. You can even offer them an occasional treat. Try to make it very pleasant for them. Um, get in that shampoo really quick. Rinse it out really well. We can use a scrub brush and just be very, very, very fun. Oh, isn't this fun? You're such a good dog. Rinse them out, um, towel them dry, and then, and then, you know, they may not like it, but at least it won't be so traumatic. They really pick up on your mood, and if you're stressed out and you're angry, then it becomes a much more traumatic event for them. The final thing you can do is if anything a dog has to do regularly, they're very much creatures of habit, and they will get used to it. They don't like change. They don't like things they're not used to. But if you give that dog a bath once a month or even once every couple of weeks, every time exactly the same without fail, after a few times, they kind of give in and they say, oh, yeah, this, I know what this, at least I know what this is. And then it becomes easier. Uh, a second question, and, and maybe it is unrelated to your expertise, but I also have two cats, both from the pound. <laughs> and I've heard that you should bathe a cat twice a year. Is that true? Well... You know, I, I think that there is no rule that really applies to all animals. And cats are very, very clean on their own. Um, I have never bathed my cat. I want to see you try to get that cat into the tub. Yeah. and <laughs> You know, the people who show their cats and cat shows, they'll do it. And those cats are used to that, and they're used to it from, from a kitten. I If a cat is, you know, if you want to try it... <laughs> Some cats don't mind it. They really don't. You know, there's those stereotypes that cats hate water. That's not always true. Some cats really don't mind it, and they kind of like the attention. Uh, they tend to be those cats that act more like dogs. Um, but if your cat's very resistant to that and seems to be clean and you brush the cat and the cat cleans himself pretty well, then that's fine. And a lot of times when a cat starts to look dirty, it's more um, a sign that there's a health problem going on and you should go to the vet, not that you should give the cat a bath. That's, that's uh -huh. my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I absolutely agree with that, too. I've got two cats at home, too, and they groom themselves quite well. I mean, brushing them is good because you pick up on the hair, and less hair that they're going to slurp up in their tongue, you might say, so you don't have so many hairballs. But, um, yeah, I don't not necessarily... Brushing, brushing for both cats and dogs, I cannot emphasize how important that is. It, that, it has so many benefits. It, brushing alone will remove quite a lot of dirt out of the coat, for one thing. It also distributes the coat oils from the skin all the way down the hair shaft so that the hair gets shinier and stronger. And also, it, um, it increases the circulation in the skin so that um, the blood flows through the skin and it makes the animal actually healthier. It improves their circulation. And it feels good to the animal and they like it. And so it's a time that you can spend together. It's very calming for both animals and people. People's blood pressure go goes down when they're um, brushing their animals. So I recommend doing it even more than you really need to because it's just good. It, there's no downside. And, Jack, stay on the line and speak with Matt, our producer. We're going to send you a copy of the book, of course, and it's by Eve Adamson, Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming, and this will give you a lot of tips. Great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Jack. You. That's Jack out there in Sholo, Arizona. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. Frank Tabiner. Scott Quick. And we're speaking with Eve Adamson. She's the uh, author of Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. By the way, if you're... Um,
If you're listening to us right now and you want to watch us, you can tune in on our webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. At the top of the homepage, you'll see Watch Live. Click on that and you can watch us. Also, you can join us on Twitter and our Facebook fan page as well. That's right there at the top. Uh, before we go out to a break, Frank, you had a question, I think, about one of the por- uh, Portuguese water dog? Yeah. Question? Just wondering how hard they are to take, you know, bathe and groom. Portuguese water dogs, as you might suspect from the name, love water. They will knock over their water bowl just to get to some water. They they love it. And so they don't mind, t- typically they don't mind baths very much, although it's good to start any. Am I still out. in the air? Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Matt will get to you, Jack. Hold on. I don't oh. know, I don't know why right. he didn't click you off on that one, but we'll help. Matt, wake up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes, they're they are very hard to groom them. They have a coat like a poodle, and and there is evidence that the poodle is actually descended from the Portuguese water dog. Um, but they so they do need a lot of grooming. A lot of people shave them down to um, a pretty short coat, and that makes it a lot easier. But you still need to comb through those curls, and you still need to wash them. So uh, a lot of people take them to the groomer, or they get a professional clipper on their own and trim them down. Eve. But it's it's tough. Don't go away, Eve. We're going to come right back. We're taking a little break. Once again, we're speaking with Eve Adamson. The name of the book, Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. Like I said, you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. But if you're the first call to call in right now at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255, a complimentary copy of the book is yours. This is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available in iTunes. Hi guys, this is Skyrish Samuel. Hi, this is Rochelle Seth from the Twilight franchise. Hey, what's going on? It's Tyler James Williams from Everybody Needs Christmas. Hey guys, it's Caroline Sunshine from the new movie Marmaduke. You are listening to the amazing, unstoppable Christian Powers. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock on Pet Life Radio. Hey everyone, this is Christian Powers of Pets Rock at Pet Life Radio. We'll see you next time. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets Rock! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
with this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today. Here's your host, John Patch. Out of Charlotte, North Carolina, the United States Fish and Wildlife Service wants a new review of the proposed $800 million Monroe uh, Connector Bypass. Three environmental groups question whether the North Carolina Turnpike Authority did an accurate study on how building the 22-mile toll road would affect the uh, Carolina heel uh, splitter, which is an endangered species of mussel. Frank? Um, In Nevada, the state's first bear hunting season began Saturday with a protest and a few hunters in the field. Only six hunters turned out on the opening day, and no bears were killed. Department of Wildlife spokesman Chris Healy said, citing the hot weather. And Scott. In St. Petersburg, Florida, Pinellas County Animal Control Officer Derward Jones was injured in a dog attack when he and a police officer were trying to remove loose dogs from a backyard. The dogs began attacking Jones, and the police officer shot and killed one. The other was captured. Out of Louisville, Kentucky, the zoo is getting a second polar bear cub. A two-year-old bear named Siku will uh, arrive from the Toledo Zoo in early fall, according to the Louisville Zoo spokesman Kyle Shepard. Siku, whose name means ice, will join uh, another polar bear cub named Connick, now who has rescued from an oil field in Alaska, an Arky, an adult female polar bear. All right, from New York, Camp to Bay. Four green sea turtles rescued off the east end of Long Island in November were released Saturday into the open ocean waters after being rehabbed by the Riverhead Foundation for Marine Research in The reptiles had stopped eating and swimming, stunned by water too cold for them. Out of Birmingham, Alabama, the Birmingham Zoo's five newborn lions will join their parents on exhibition in the Predator Hall Labor Day Weekend Zoo, officials plan a red carpet treatment for the cubs and visitors, complete with crowns and face painting for the kids. Part of the facilities will be a contest to name a three-month-old male lion who weighs about 24 pounds. And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Once again, we're speaking with Eve Adamson. She is the author of Animal Planet Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. The first call that comes in to Matt, our producer, is going to get a complimentary copy of the book. And again, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. Skills, techniques, and instructions for the home groomer. By the way, check us out live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. No G in the talking. This is Talkin' Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Frank Taberner. Scott Click. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Eve Adamson. She is the author of Animal Planet Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. 
skills, techniques, and instructions for the home groomer. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-8255. And, um, of course, Eve's going to be with us for just a few more minutes, and then we're moving on to Steve Gruber, and he is with the uh, Mayor's Alliance out in New York City preparing for uh, Hurricane Irene. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. There's a lot of information in this book, Eve, and a lot of things to learn and so on and so forth, and a lot of things that people need to know. And grooming is very important, and like you said earlier, it's a great way of bonding with your pets, of course. And who doesn't want to look good? Our pets do as well. But what's your what's your advice, actually, Eve, in regards to if somebody wants to become a professional groomer? Can you give them some advice on that? Sure. Uh, they there are. Um, that's actually a pretty big um, career area. There's a lot of growth in that area. There are a lot of professional uh, groups where you can learn a lot about them, um, about what to do. You can talk to other groomers. There are schools where you can go, and that there are there are different ways you can go about it. You can start working for a groomer and kind of work your way up. You can start bathing the dogs and things like that, or you can actually go to grooming school and. Um, have that credential, and that's actually what I would recommend because there really is a lot to know. There are liability issues involved. You, you're you're taking care of people's pets. People are extremely devoted to their pets. They get um, it can turn into a bad situation if you accidentally injure the pet. You really need to know what you're doing. Um, you also have to know how to protect yourself because some pets can bite you or um, you can get hurt. You're using um, pretty heavy-duty equipment. There are ergonomic issues that you have to worry about with doing the same thing with your hands all the time and getting injured in that way. So you can learn so much from grooming school. Um, there is a, there's a surprising amount to know. Uh, but it is a really good career. It's fun, and if you love animals, you you might really enjoy it. There are I often go to um, PetGroomer.com. That's a website that has a lot of great information about that. Well, and the one thing you, I like too about your book, though, um, you know, is the fact that throughout the book, and I you know I noticed there's sections in here when you were talking about the coats, the short, the long, medium coats, and all, mm-hmm. is that you show pictures of what the dog should actually look like. I mean, for instance, yes. the Brussels Griffon. Uh, wiry, hard, dense beard and mustache. Um, the coats and the color coats is a uh, black, red, black and tan, beige. Grooming, professional grooming required and must be hand stripped. Yes. What what is hand stripped? That is um, something that the wire coated breeds require if you want to maintain their coat in a show quality coat or in the classic wiry hard uh, coat that they have. It's um, it sounds strange to people who don't know about wire coated breeds but basically what you do the way the wire coat works it has a growth cycle and the wiry hairs um, grow and they get they're really vibrant and shiny and then they get older and then they kind of die but they don't really fall out they don't shed these are a lot of the, the breeds that you hear that are non-shedding um, but the, the, the hairs do die so they need to actually be pulled out of their out of the hair shaft and so you can do that by hand called plucking or you can use a stripping knife and it's um it's a strange kind of procedure it looks like it would hurt the dog but it actually doesn't because you're just pulling out hairs that are already dead and a groomer can show you how to do it or the breeder where where you get your puppy can show you how to do it Um, if you don't do it and you just clip the dog down the old hairs stay in the coat and the coat starts to get softer and duller looking and a lot of people don't care really it's 
wouldn't even be that noticeable to some people. But for those purists who really want that wiry coat to be harsh and crisp and bright, then you, you do need to strip them down. And actually, that's something that a pet owner is better off doing because the groomer, it's pretty time-consuming. You probably don't want to pay a groomer to spend that much time doing it. Well, this and more information everybody can find across America in this book, Animal Planet's Complete Guide to Dog Grooming, Skills, Techniques, and Instructions for the Home Groomer by Eve Adamson with Sandy Roth. That is the book. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. And, by the way, we did send a complimentary copy of the book. Jack's getting one in Sholo, Arizona. And uh, David in Longpoke, California, you're getting a copy of the book, Compliments from Eve Adamson, as well as Emma in Santa Maria, California. So congratulations on getting those books. I want to thank you so much, Eve, for joining us. Um, and where you look, you're in Iowa, right? I'm in Iowa City, Iowa. So you're lucky you're not getting getting affected by this hurricane. Nope, just watching it on the news. Yeah, we're going to be talking it now with uh, Steve Gruber, and we're going to be talking. He's in New York City, actually, and we're going to be talking about how they're preparing the animals out there in New York, and you know, also advice for everybody across the country in national and uh, natural disasters. Yes, it's always good to know how to evacuate with your pet. Definitely, Eve. Yeah. Thanks so much. This is a wonderful book. Very nice. Very well put together. And thanks for joining us here on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. I look forward to another time. Me too. That's Eve Adamson, the author. Again, Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. You can find it online. You can find it, of course, in your bookstores. Eve's website is eveadamson.com, and it's Eve, A-D-A-M-S-O-N.com. If you want to check her out, please do. Animal Planet, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. Our number is 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Once again, congratulations to Jack in Arizona, uh, uh, David in uh, California, and Emma in California as well. They're getting a copy of the book, Complete Guide to Dog Grooming. 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. It is a good bonding experience, though, to spend time with your pets, and then, you know, you're sitting there and, you know, you're grooming them, and and they like that. I mean, who doesn't? I mean... Somebody's going to massage me and cope. I don't. I don't have long, luxurious hair. But if somebody was I'm surprised, Bobby didn't say anything. Um, but if somebody was going to groom it and all, I would be like really happy. So that wouldn't bother me one bit. Although cats, though, are different. Yeah. They pretty much let you know when they're done. When they want. And it might not might not be a claw to the you know to the face or anything like that. But they'll just get up and leave. It's like I'm done. Leave me alone. I want to welcome on to the program right now Steve Gruber. He's the Director of Communications, the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals. He also serves on the Animal Planning Task Force for New York City's Office of Emergency Management. I want to welcome on to the program Steve Gruber. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? We're doing wonderful. I want to uh, introduce you to uh, Frank Tabner and Scott Click sitting in with me today. Hey, hi, Frank. Scott. Hi, Steve. Yeah, you got to say hello. Waves won't work. I said, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so, Steve, actually, you're in New York City? Yes, I'm in New York City. How are things right now in terms of, and what's uh, the latest on Hurricane Irene? Well, I've actually been asleep for a couple of hours because we were um, up for about 30 hours um, up until this afternoon. And um, as I woke up, it is now raining. And. Um, the forecast is, uh, I'm actually not so sure exactly what it is. I, from what I was hearing before, it seemed to be that we were expecting a little little less severe uh, weather than had originally been planned on, but I think we're still um, just waiting to find out what's going you know, to hit us. This is going to be an odd question or an odd comment, but when, when the hurricane was moving up the East Coast, and now the last that I saw, I think it was downgraded to a Category 1, 
um, you know, when it's going to hit New York City. But um, we were talking about this last evening, and I was telling some friends that you were coming on the show today, and as we were talking, this thing kind of entered into my mind where they were saying that the, the subways and the tunnels would all be, like, just covered in water. I mean, the water would just flow right into the subways and everything down, I guess, towards Wall Street and everything in that area. Mm-hmm. But we all know that in New York City, and I'm a big fan of David Letterman, and, you know, he jokes about it all the time, is the rats in the city. And when I used to live in the city, I used to take the subways constantly, um, two, three hours at a time to get in and out of the city and in and out of work. And mm-hmm. I would see tons of rats. Now, what happens if all that water flows into those subways? Those rats are going to come up out of the subways, aren't they? Rats and they probably would. So you're going to see a lot of rats running down the streets. That's you know that's something I hadn't even really given much thought to, but uh, I think that's a possibility. Um, it's almost like I a sinking to... ship. I'm sorry. It's almost like a sinking ship. If the ship is going down, those rats are you know you're going to see them going towards whatever salvation that they can. Well, I guess that's kind of an image that you know does come to mind. You know, I would just hope that we wouldn't uh, get that kind of flooding in the subways. So, you know, they did uh, uh, stop the uh, public transportation on the subways anyway at noon today. Um, so, I guess we did leave the tunnels there for the rats if they uh, if they're there. Well, don't go away. We're going to be right back. I want to ask you about uh, the uh, the Animal Planning Task Force. They're, you guys are offering like tips and everything on emergency preparedness, and not only for New York City with Hurricane Irene, but for anybody in the country listening. Of course, you know, due to earthquakes or even terrorism, um, anything in that fact. But what you should be prepared for for you and your pets. We're speaking, of course, with Steve Gruber. He is the director of communication, the Mayor's Alliance for New York City Animals. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Talk and Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Yeah! At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
There's no sun up in the sky Stormy weather Since my man and I ain't together Keeps raining all of the time Oh yeah, life is bad And once again you're listening to Talking Pets, I'm John Patch Frank Tabernet Scott Click New York City's Office of Emergency Management created the Animal Planning Task Force to develop plans for disasters, both natural and otherwise. The task force includes representatives from the ASPCA, the Mayor's Alliance of New York City's Animals, Animal Care and Control of New York City, New York City Veterinary Emergency Response Team, the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, New York City Department of Parks and Recreation, American Red Cross in Greater New York, Bidoui, Humane Society of the United States, Suffolk County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and the Veterinary <coughs> Medical Assistance Team 1. We have speaking with us right now Steve Gruber, the Director of Communications for the Mayor's Alliance for New York City's Animals. Steve, when we were talking before we went out to that break, um, you know, we were talking about Hurricane Irene, but just like I read there, you guys are all involved in this organization, but it's for any type of disasters that may happen, whether natural or not. But can you give our listeners coast to coast some advice on what, how they should be prepared for their animals and how they should, you know, basically, you know, so should something happen? I mean, at least with a hurricane, you've got a little bit of time that you can kind of prepare for. But something like earthquakes, which just happened there as well, um, you can't prepare for that. Well, that's, that's true. I mean, some uh, disasters happen without notice and, and certainly planning ahead. And uh, for any kind of contingency, it's a good idea. And some of the steps that pet owners can take, certainly one of the best, I think, is to have their pets uh, microchipped. Uh, dogs and cats can be microchipped, and, and there's a permanent uh, form of ID. So if the uh, pets become separated from their people, um, it's, it will it, it, uh makes it easier for them to be uh, reunited, um, and uh, certainly having identification tags goes along with that. Tags can fall off. You know, in New York City, um, for example, we require licensing of dogs, um, and that's a great thing to do, and it's also a step that can add, it's one more level of um, identification that can uh, be helpful with microchipping because it is permanent, because it's inserted under the skin, is a great thing to do. Um, the other uh, other part of planning ahead, too, is, is in having a plan, you know, who is going to take care of your pet if you're not around? I mean, right. many disasters happen when people aren't at home. Uh, you know, things can happen, anything from a fire in the building to something more major where, um, you know, the pets are at home and uh, other people are at work or at school or whatever. In New, York, um, so, in, in New York City, for example, are you allowed to, are there, are there shelters that people can go to with their pets? Well, there are. In New York City, now there are. And we're, this, this uh, hurricane is uh, really, um, you know, making that uh, very public because all of the um, hurricane shelters in the city are pet friendly. So people can take their pets with them. Um, and it, certainly the, that's, the point is, if you, it, whenever you can, don't leave your pets behind. Take them with you. Right. Um, and I but, think we learned that from from Katrina, right? Because I know there was a lot. There were a lot of pets that were left behind. Oh, many, many left behind. You know, many lost their lives, and many were separated. Um, you know, there were many. You know, 
uh, tearful, wonderful reunifications. But that was, I think, the the, the single incident that really put it on, um, you know, put it on the uh, the public's radar that this is, you know, pets are family, and people don't want to leave them behind. And right. Katrina, they didn't. They stayed. Many people stayed behind with their pets and um, got into trouble themselves. I'll never forget when I saw on the news during Katrina when there was a helicopter that landed and there was a woman that was getting on a helicopter with her dog and they said, you can't bring the dog. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll never forget, she just she, she wouldn't leave. And right. I, can, I, can, I think anybody sitting in this room and anybody across America that have their pets, you know, they're a pet parent, they're going you know, they're, they're to say the same thing. There's no way I'm leaving my pets behind. Exactly, exactly. It's important also, too, for disasters like this to make sure that you have, like, a emergency kit for your pets, right? Yes, indeed. That's uh, very important. Um, and that kit can, it can contain anything from a lot of things to a few basic essentials, but certainly um, some of the most essential things are things like copies of your pet's uh, vaccination or immunizations, um, supplies of med- uh, medicines that might be needed. Um, and, you know, special food, if your pet's on a special food. Because if you have to evacuate with your pet, you know, you, you, you want to take everything you can to, to keep, um, you know, life as normal for them as possible. Um, you know, you'll want to bring an extra collar and leash for your dog. Um, something I'll mention, too, and it's, it's not a part of the kit, it's a little even more basic, is to um, uh, have your, your pet carriers and the, the things that you would need to actually leave your home with your pet have those things, those supplies out ready and and available for a quick getaway. Um, because if you have to leave quickly, you're not going to have you know 20 minutes to go digging through the, the closet to pull out the cat carriers. The, know, I want to put in there too that make sure when you have your carrier for your pets that they're you know familiar with it. Because if you don't make your pet familiar with their carrier and then you have to get them in there in a matter of minutes, it's not going to happen. Oh, that's that, that's true. Anyone who's ever taken their kitty cat to the vet, exactly. um, oh, many people know how true that is. Yep. Oh, I mean, all four legs go flying straight out. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, the claws come out. They don't want to go in that little thing, even though it's for their own safety. They don't know because they're not familiar with it. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of precautions to take, of course. And you've got a website, too, right, if people want to check it out, AnimalAllianceNYC.org. Uh, Thank you for joining us here on uh, Talking Pets, and have a great weekend. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. And Amanda Page. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.